0: Good morning. Good morning. It's lovely to see you all and uh, actually to know some of your faces, names to some faces. And So um, I'm just asking my husband, darling, just start, yeah, you're yeah, just quite high, to help me here and he's just going to put up the letters of the word mother because it's Mother's Day and I just want to talk a little bit more about that today um, and I thought we'll just have a little visual there as well. But when Craig rang me... It was nearly five weeks ago, I think. I said to him, well, I'll pray about it when he asked me. And then very quickly, God gave me this message. and, And I heard almost an audible voice of God say, Deborah. Deborah, speak about Deborah, and then when I realised it was Mother's Day, and also that Deborah was called a mother in Israel, I thought, Yes, Lord, this figures why you want me to talk about Deborah. And as I've done my research and as I've um, meditated on this word, I have been so, so blessed. I have been incredibly blessed, as you know. I've delved into this word; God's really spoken to my heart. And continues to do so and I pray that he will speak to your heart today as, uh, as I share with you what he has uh, placed in my heart. And um, so I'm just going to, because it's such a long um, story, I'm just going to tell it briefly to start with. Now it occurs in Judges 4 and 5, but in that time, at that stage, the children of Israel... Had, had lived in very turbulent times. They would acknowledge God, they would worship God, and then... They would turn away from God and worship other gods, and so for a period of time, uh, it was like God figured in their lives, and then He didn't. And then trouble came because God, because they deserted God, He was not able to help them. And well, He—they didn't ask for His help; they ignored Him. And trouble came to them, and the enemies ruled and reigned. And this went on, you know, like a up and down life for many years. And before our story starts, the children of Israel had had known 20 years of perilous, hard times. They were far from God, and the Canaanites um, had ruled uh, really uh, with tremendous persecution to the children of Israel, and they'd let them. But it was so fearful for them, they couldn't even walk on main roads, they would take side roads to avoid the persecution coming their way from the Canaanites. The king at that time was King Jabin of Canaan, and he had a man who was um, a very strong... Um, uh, yeah, lots of words could describe him, but he was cruel. His name was Sisera, and he was the leader or the, uh, the commander of King Jabin's army. Anyway... Uh, Let's talk about Deborah. She would, she was really anointed by the Lord and she would sit under the palm of Deborah. They called it the palm of Deborah. And there she would sit and not only did she give wisdom and guidance and prophecy and judgment for those who were Christians, but she also did it in civil matters. So she was like a governor of her people, Israel. And it says there that not only was she a prophetess and a judge and a leader, she was also, and she called herself, a mother. And she she was the wife of Lapidoth, and she had, it doesn't tell us how many children she had, it just tells us that she was a mother of Israel. Her heart was bigger than for her own family. Her heart was for her whole, her, the people that she represented, the, the children of Israel. And one day God spoke to her and he said, I have a message, I have a message for Barak. Call Barak, I want to speak to him. So Barak came to Deborah and um, I'll just back up a bit here. Deborah's name means bee or busy as a bee. Um, And so, you know, she was pretty busy, all right, but she was one who had dedicated herself to the Lord, and her priorities were to serve the Lord. And so just hang into that in your memory too. She had such a heart for God, and it was out of that heart for God God had given her this love for her people. Um, <clears throat> you know, she was a, a woman that you would call very strong, but her strength came from the Lord. You know, her help came from the Lord. Her words of wisdom and judgment and prophecy all came from the Lord. But she was a willing vessel for him. And, um, you know, I I feel God has a message for us today. In fact, I know he has. And it's for all you mums or would-be mums, God is calling you to rise up and be a Deborah in your nation. God is calling you to rise up as mama bears today, mama bears for your nation. Now, what does a mother bear do? A mother bear is courageous. A mother bear is strong. A mother bear has a soft heart. A mother bear knows how to stand up and fight for her family and uh, fight for what is right. And God is saying, all you mothers out here, grandmothers, would-be mothers, stand up. Stand up today, become a mama bear for God. I um, had this written down and this was all finished and last night Clive and I just relaxed and sat and listened to a, a short a podcast from a prophet in America who's internationally recognised and is a great teacher and, and these same words came out. And it was like, God, thank you, you're confirming this This prophet said, this is a day for mama bears. And then went on to say, like Deborah. So I was just, I said to Clive, that's my word. That's my word and that's confirmation, Father, that it's not my word, but it's yours. And so I bless you with this word today because I know that this is from God. And I pray that your hearts would receive it as he is sending it. So back to our story. Deborah heard God and she was obedient and she called for Barak. And she said to him, gave him God's message, which was call out 10,000 warriors to Mount Tabor. And God will call out Sisera, the commander of King Jabin's army. And they will come to the Kishon River. And God said, there I will give you victory over them. Now they were, the people of Israel were, cowed they were hurt they were afraid they felt they didn't have a hope because king uh because Sisera's army had 900 iron chariots and the children of Israel had none the odds were against them the odds were against them but when she said this to Barak Barak replied he said I will go but only if you go with me. He recognised in Deborah that she had the call of God on her life and that she was hearing from God. And woman, we too, and men, we can hear from God, but we need to take the time to sit and listen. And I know as a mother of four children and grandmother of 15, that, you know, life can get really busy Deborah knew that. Her name meant that, busy as a bee. But I believe she took that time to sit at Jesus' feet and hear from him. Otherwise, she would not have heard this. She, her ear had been tuned into God. And God's word says that. He said, my sheep hear my voice. If we truly love him, we take that time to sit at his feet so that our ears can be tuned into his voice. Above the voice of the world, of the world. The flesh and the devil, that we actually hear the still small voice of God, but it takes time, folk. It takes tuning our ears into Him, and so uh, Barak recognised that Deborah had the ear, an ear to, tuned into God, and uh, so he said this very well. She said, she replied. But I will come with you, but you will receive no honour for this victory, for the Lord's victory will go to a woman. And I can imagine Barak thinking, uh-uh, so you're going to get all the victory, all the honour, Deborah. But that wasn't so. The story moves on. So Barak and Deborah went with the 10,000 warriors down to the um, uh, river of Kishon, Ake- 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 just uh out of uh, Mount Tabor there. And uh, there, God worked a miracle, an amazing miracle, because he caused uncommon spring rains to come. Now, we know all about that now, don't we? Only they weren't just spring rains in New Zealand, but they would have been the really uncommon rains to up north there. God calls this to happen at the Kishon River. And these heavy, heavy iron Chariots got stuck in the mud. They were stuck. And so Sisera, the commander of this amazing army, had to get down from his chariot and not trust in his chariot, and he saw that they were being defeated. These 10,000 warriors were killing all his men. In fact, they, they were all wiped out. They were all killed that day. Sisera, the commander, got down from his chariot and he ran for his life. And the Bible tells us that there was another family camped a wee way away who were in friendly terms with King Jabin. And it was Jael, this woman's name was Jael, and her husband Heber. And they had camped a wee way away. And Sisera knew this and he ran to Jael's tent. Now, he went there because women's apartments were in those days set apart. And they were known to be very private and very protected, as it were. And so in he went, and, and Jael said, can, he said, I'm thirsty. And she said, he said, can I, can you give me water? But Jael, this dear woman, honoured him by giving him more than what he asked for. She gave him milk in a very precious container fit for a king. She gave him milk. And she said, you can lie here. And he said, "Um, can you tell anyone, if they come looking for me, that I'm not here? Tell them I'm not here. And he fell, uh, she covered him in a rug, and he lay there and soon fell asleep, the sleep of exhaustion. And this brave woman went and got her hammer and a tent peg and she as he slept, she drove that pink peg through his temple right into the ground. My goodness, I can't imagine it. But she did it. She was God's handmaid in that day, because he was killed there where he lay. And he had been lulled into security, thinking that he was safe. but God, but for God and Jael's obedience to God. And so when um, Barak, having seen all the army killed, couldn't see Sisera, he came looking for him. And Jael came out of her tent and she said, come with me, I'll show you the man you're looking for. And there Barak found him lying on the ground there in her tent, dead as a dono. And so the honour that Deborah spoke about that wouldn't go to Barak Went to jail. I'm not sure if I'm saying her name right, but it's J A E L. She was the woman of the hour that was obedient to God and brought about his righteousness into that situation. She was willing. And so we um, have two women here that rose up in a time of need and did the Lord's work. And so, Mama Bears, I want to encourage you today. God has got work for you. I just know that what he wants from us is a listening ear and an obedient heart. He's got work for us. Our land is in need. Our people are in need. Um, People are losing hope. And we've got the good news. As Christians... If you're a Christian today, you have got the good news of the saving grace of God. You've got the message of hope that Jesus won for us and that we have as we believe in him. Be encouraged by this true story. Be encouraged about the much more. We've heard testimonies this morning of how much more that we can do where the Spirit of God dwells within us when God is working with us so much more. Through my life, I've had wonderful, wonderful experiences where God has shown me that even though I felt like just a little girl from Tapanui, farmer's wife, how that he's got so much more, and not to limit myself by my thinking, but to remember who I am in him and that he's got work for us. He's got work for us, mothers. You know, life can get busy at home, and um, I, I identify with that. There's always one child needing something, or there's something to run to, some sporting activity or extra school activity, and they need your help, they need your food. There's people coming to stay all these things can make for very, very busy life. But in the midst of all that, I encourage you to take time to sit at Jesus' feet. We were in India last year, in November and December, and, and you know, as, as I do, I ask the Lord, God, do you have a special message? And, and God gave me this message, and it has never left me, and he said, I long for those who long for me. I long for those who long for me. And so people, that's your Father speaking. He longs for you. He longs for your time and he longs for your obedience so that he can use you to do those mighty things that he planned long ago. He's relying on you today, for your families, but also for our nation, that you might make a difference where he has placed you. So, you know, the song, the uh, chapter 5 of Judges, is the song of triumph and testimony about what God did. It's a song of Barak and Deborah, and um, it's... Uh, a triumphant song recording the wonderful way that God gave them the victory but it also records other people's choices and in verse 15 it says but in Reuben's tribe there was great indecision they were filled with doubt is this really you God? I'm not sure I'm not sure about this and so they didn't join in the army of Barak. In verse 16, it talks about selfish concerns and just sitting at home doing their own thing. Verse 17, it talks about Dan's tribe. They also neglected God's call. And Asher's tribe stayed back, it says. They were apathetic to the call of God. In verse 23, it talks about people of Meraz who were cursed by the angel of the Lord because they did not come to help in the time of need. And so, folk, here we have people who missed out in that wonderful time of experiencing God's victory over the enemy And I want to say this on a sobering note today. Our children and our grandchildren are affected by our decisions in life. And it's very biblical, this. In Psalm 103, verse 17, it says, The love of the Lord remains forever with those who fear him. His salvation extends to their children's children. Of those who are faithful to his covenant, covenant of those who obey his commandments. What a wonderful, wonderful promise. Isn't that what we want for our children? That they would know his salvation. And God's word, Psalm 103 verse 17 says this. That his salvation extends to the children's children of those who are faithful to his covenant. And so as I was meditating on that, I felt the Lord say, read Isaiah 60, read Isaiah 61. Lay hold of these chapters. It talks about arise and shine for your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen on you. Men and women, that's you. That's God's word. Do you believe it? The glory of the Lord is risen upon you. Deep darkness covers the earth. But the light of God is in your hearts and lives as you believe in him. The miracle working power of our victorious Lord is yours. You have the good news to bring. And today I just want to encourage you with that. And also um, in Isaiah 61 it says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon you to bring the good news. He's anointed you to bring the good news to, to, for the poor, to heal the brokenhearted. And on it goes. The Spirit of the Lord, if you've given your life to him, he is upon you. And he wants to work miracles through your lives today and in the days to come. And our world needs it. I want to speak to you today doing an acrostic from the letters of the word mother because that's what we're here for, too, is to honour our mothers. And to start with, we're going to look at the letter M. And there's lots and lots of things we could have said about M. But God said he wanted me to share with you about your mouths. M for mouth. And this, in the Hebrew calendar, on September the 25th, it was the start of a new year, and it's the year the Hebrew year five seven eight three Now the Hebrew calendar dates back from creation and so in in uh, three years ago we started the decade of the eighties and um, I want to share with you from uh, chapter four of Matthew, but just for a minute a little bit more about this. Hebraic, year we're in all this decade of the mouth. The symbol for 80s or 8 is pey, P-E-Y, and it's all very pictorial, the Hebrew language, and the symbol shows you the shape of a mouth. So there's a real anointing on your mouths in this 10-year period, this decade of the 80s. Be encouraged to think about your words Our words are so powerful. The Bible talks about the tongue. It talks about lips. And often, and this morning I prayed, Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my God and my Redeemer. But before my mouth can be purified and and we've got to hear God's mouth. And um, in Matthew chapter 4 and Verse 4, Jesus there is quoting Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 3. People do not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So we need to hear God's word and to receive God's word and to listen for what he's saying. But then we need to make sure that our mouths also are used for him. And he's got anointing, extra anointing and power through your mouth at this time. Men and women, people, this is God's word. Declare, decree, praise, pray, claim God's word, God's promises. Use your mouths for his glory. This is a true story about General Booth, the founder of the Salvation Army, and one day he was asked to take a funeral, and it was the funeral of a man who had been executed because he was convicted of murder. And um, the uh, General Booth went into this funeral and he faced an ugly, mean mob of people. And his first words stopped them. He said, This man has never had a praying mother. Woman, we have a tremendous responsibility to pray for our families. There's power in your words. Power as you decree and declare God's word over your family. Daily, daily. I pray from Isaiah 54, verse 13, a, a, a scripture God's given me for my family. And it was it's such a promise, and I so thank him for it. And there God says, I will teach all your children, and great shall be their peace. And what more can you want for your children? And so I remind the Lord and I say, Thank you, and I say it out loud. And I declare it over our family. Thank you, Father, that you are teaching all our children. And great shall be their peace. Not only peace in their lives, but peace with God. Isn't that the most important thing? That they should have peace with God. And so we need to claim God's word. We need to claim his promises. And as we speak them out in faith, it's like the enemy hears them and is scattered. He doesn't expect you to have the words of the Lord, but it's also you are coming into agreement with God. And, you know, it's so, so, so powerful. I urge you today to decree, to declare, to pray, to use your mouth for your family, and not only your family, but wider for the nation, as Deborah did. You know, uh, God's Word says when you pray, pray first of all for your leaders our leaders desperately need prayer. They also were created by God. And uh, just recently, God's still working on me in my mouth, I I can assure you. Often I have to ask my husband's forgiveness for not being used by God to say the right thing to him and, and other ways. But, you know, God loves us all and we're a work in progress, aren't we? And I thank him for that, that he's still teaching me um, and so pray, decree, declare. Use your mouths for God's glory. You have power as you come into agreement with God. God wants use you today to bring about his victory. Our second letter today is O. And in relation to our story on Deborah, I couldn't go past obedience. Oh obedience and from Deuteronomy 12 verse 28 it says there be careful to obey all my commands God's word so that all will go well with you and your children after you because you will be doing what is good and pleasing to the Lord your God one one of the things as a mother as parents we really tried to instill in our children was obedience and uh, so we would ask them to do something and then we would go and make sure that they'd done it because we needed to hold them accountable for what we'd asked them to do and make sure that they did it because you know this is teaching them the importance of obedience to authority and who's the greatest authority but God and as they obey us their parents then they're taught and disciplined to know that obedience is so important and most of all obedience to God and his word is important so O for obedience or obey T well there was lots of things for T Train your child in the way he should go, and when he's older, he will not depart from it. Teach. God said, I will teach your children, and great shall be their peace. Uh, there's so many verses that we could have um, got to for teach, but there's another one, and it says from Matthew twenty-eight twenty, teach these new disciples, Jesus speaking, to obey all the commands I have given you. And so that's what we've got. We've got a a mother is a child's first teacher. And uh, what children learn from a little, youngest age is what they will retain for life. They will not forget what mothers teach them. And so um, we have a tremendous responsibility to train up a child in in the way they should go. And our children today so need to know That there are boundaries, there's barriers, there's um, thus far no further. (laughs) They need to know that for their own security. They need to know that what you say, you mean. It brings them that sense of security that they need, which is love. So obedience is is so important. So that children will know too to obey God's word, which is most important. To train and obey, these go hand in hand. And um, along with that is trust. See, um, Deborah, alongside all her remarkable gifts and talents, was her trust in God. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not unto your own understanding and in all your ways acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. God so wants us to trust Him, even in the face of impossible odds, 900 iron chariots versus only footmen. But God. And God wants to work with you and through you and in you and in your families to bring about His divine purposes. So trust Him. I believe Deborah's heart was fixed on God, she was fixed, she was immovable. She was loving him for her whole life and obeying him. Yeah, God's word is full of wonderful promises. And when you sit with him, when you come to him for his daily bread, ask him for a special verse. Ask him for a promise that will mean something amazing to you. This morning, just as part of Word for Today, I was reading... uh, Psalm 51, I think it was it Isaiah 51, one of those. <laughs> and it just said, I have put words, I have put my words in your mouth. I thought, thank you, Lord. That's what I needed to hear today. I needed to know that my words are actually from you. So on we go to the H. And this is the the uh, there's two words I couldn't decide, and so I've got heart, because Deborah had a heart for her nation, for her people. But also honour, because honour is so important. And there in Exodus 20, back there, um, Moses had these words from God for the people of Israel. Honour your father and mother, that you will live a long, full life. That's God's promise. Honour your father and mother. And so today we honour mothers, and that's wonderful, some of you. It might be a sad time because your mother may not be around now. But we can still honour their memory. We can still honour what they've taught us. We can be thankful, can't we, for those that have poured out their love and their lives for us. And um, God's promises as we do this that we will live a long life. Amazing, uh, next month. June the 10th, we have the privilege of celebrating Clive's mother's 100th birthday. Wow, what a long life. I'm not sure that everyone wants to live that long. (laughs) It's much better to go and be with the Lord in glory. But, you know, and not only that, um, his father, my father lived into the 90s. I had a grandmother who lived to be 101 and a half. And so God has blessed us, so blessed us. And uh, we need to honor, honor those that have gone before those who've given so much for us. My next letter is E. And um, <clears throat> encourage. Encourage one another daily," it says in Hebrews 3:13. Do you think about that? You know, encourage. Give courage to those around you, whether they be neighbours, friends, how can we do this? Family. I believe um, Dana did it for you this morning, Kim, as she prayed for you. And, you know, I just sense such love here amongst you dear folk this morning. as different ones were giving testimonies and, you know, it, it's just so precious to hear what God has done and is doing for you. And, and we have so much to be thankful for. But we do need to encourage one another. And testimonies do that. Testimonies bring great encouragement. You know, it says there in uh, Revelation 13, I think, it, or 12, it says, And they overcame him, the enemy, by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. Our testimonies are powerful. I should have mentioned that under the T. When you're trained, give your testimony. Give your testimonies. Tell your children and grandchildren about what God's done for you along the road. The times that he's answered prayer. The times that he's come through when it seems as though the odds are against us. Keep those testimonies alive. That's what Barak and Deborah did with the song in Judges 5. They were testifying to the goodness of God. They were giving God the glory. And it was encouraging. It's encouraging to me. I pray that this word is encouraging to you because that's what God calls us to do is to encourage one another daily. I was speaking to a dear lady this week and she's recently become a widow and she said, I only wish women who still have their, or men who have their partners alive, their spouses alive, would just love on them. When they're gone, it's too late. And part of loving on our partners, our spouses, is to encourage them to thank them to give them a word if God's given you a word for them that a word in season we have a tremendous responsibility and there's another word in, in, in the bible that often pulls me up short and I think about it that one day one day we're going to have to give an account for every idle word puts the fear of God on me and makes me want to think twice about opening my mouth at the wrong time but also God spoke to me recently and he said do all things without grumbling and complaining that's just God's word how often do we grumble or complain do you know I I'm a work in progress God's still having to work with me in these areas and and uh, yeah thank God he's working with me thank God he's at work in us both to will and to do of his good pleasure He's called you and he's chosen you and you are his precious children. And for R, our last letter, the R stands for relationship. He's calling each one of you. He's created each and every one of you to be his precious child. And I encourage you today, if you haven't surrendered your life and received him as your Lord and Saviour to do this, The Lord wants to have a living relationship with you. He wants to love on you. He wants to care for you. He wants to use you to do miracles, to bring about a change in the atmosphere over Alexandra, over central Otago, wherever you work, wherever you live. You have the power of the risen Christ in you if you belong to him. And I urge you, if you aren't in his kingdom yet, to choose this day, to follow him. God has a call, he has a purpose, he has a destiny for you. And this is something that I thank him for and I pray for our family. Lord, may they know what they're called for and equipped for and gifted for to fulfill the destiny, the God-given destiny that they have in their lives. Jesus has a work for you to do. And not only do you have, is it important, the R for relationship, but you are royalty. You are royalty. 1 Peter 2.9 says, You are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a people, a holy nation, a people belonging to God, God's very own possession. We are so privileged and in the midst of all this, I have to urge you and encourage you to sit at his feet, to develop that relationship of intimacy with him, that you will hear his word for you for the hour you're in. Because, folk, I'm just so aware that the time is short. I really believe this, that we our days are numbered, and what we do for, only for God will count. You know, we can be busy busy bees, doing all sorts of things. And as mothers, we are called to do that. But the most important thing we can do is to love God and to love his people, to be aware that you are holy people, that you are royal people, that you are chosen people. And so our maker wants us to fight with him our families. He wants us to abide in him, and out of that, be fruitful. Be fruitful people. We can walk into situations, and because we're carrying Jesus, the whole atmosphere changes. I remember one day we were up in the North Island in Auckland with our family, and we were just outside, I think it was a McDonald's we were walking along the pavement thinking did we have enough money this is years ago to buy what the kids wanted this special meal and two young men came towards us and passed us and as they passed us they just started to manifest with evil words and I looked at Clive and he looked at me and we just knew that they had felt the presence of Jesus and they were reacting to that that And your lives can do that. You can bring a totally different... You carry the aroma of Christ wherever you go as his children. You make such a difference for him. And so, people of God, it's time for us to be bold and to be brave and to stand up like mama bears and to fulfil God's destiny that he's called us to. You have unique and amazing things... That he's planned for you, just as he did through jail and through Deborah. And as Christians, you know, we carry his anointing wherever we go. We carry the light of Christ. We carry the hope that this world needs. We carry the good news and the power through Jesus to overcome the enemy. And I have seen this, and Clive and I have experienced it so many times, situations where God has overcome the enemy, situations when people have been delivered from evil spirits. We, we've had this privilege now of going to India uh, nine times, and, and it's so evil over there. There's so many hurting, hurting, hurting people. There's so many gods. Every kind of something becomes a god. And uh, we've seen tremendous deliverance of people there, but they're going through a terrible time, and we pray much for them, even from, in this last month, between the 3rd and the 6th of May. There were 60 churches burnt in one little area. Modi, the uh, current Prime Minister, is set against Christianity and set to to make his nation become solely a Hindu nation. And so the the Christians there are knowing the persecution that it talks about in God's word in the last days, much more than we do experience here in New Zealand. But, you know, we can pray for them. We can stand with them in prayer. These people have lost their churches who can't even worship the Lord in public and who are hounded in their own homes, hounded in their workplaces. Let's pray for the people of India. God's given Clive and I a real heart for India and for the people there. But most of all, don't forget that the Lord longs for you. He longs for your presence to be intimate with him. And so I just want to urge you today to stop resisting closeness to stop listening to the voice of the world when it says, "Oh, you, you know, first of all, you do this," or "Oh, there's that telephone; you better go and answer that," or "Oh, don't forget to attend to this now." You know, just when you sit down to have time with the Lord, it's like to be tuned to His voice, to resist the enemy that He might flee from us, and to but not resist the arms of the Lord and gathering into Him. When our children are hurting, the the thing we want to do, isn't it, is just to gather them in our arms and love them. And, you know, Jesus looked down on Jerusalem and he said to the people, he said over this uh, city, he said, you know, as a mother hen gathers her chicks, I just wanted to gather you, but you would not. God wants you to come into a closer walk with him. He wants your heart. He wants your ability to fulfill your decision, to fulfill the divine call on your life that he created you and you alone to fulfill. And so I pray today for you that you would hear his voice and that you would remember to use your mouth for his glory decree, declare of your family. I, I didn't tell you this, but I had two grandmothers who were great intercessors. One prayed for me, and I never met her because she died two months before I was born, but she knew I was coming, and I sensed her prayers. And she had a whole home full of people visiting once, and um, she just felt such a burden for prayer for my father, who was in the war in the Pacific, And she wrote down the time and everything, and Dad kept a log for what he was doing, because he was working in in the Air Force. And the exact moment that God called her to pray for her, her son, my father, was the exact time that he nearly lost his life. But for God, an absolute miracle happened. That's quite another story. Another, on my mother's side, my grandmother, who I knew really well and who was such a prayer warrior, wrote to me one day in her 90s and she said to me, Joy, the angel of the Lord appeared at the end of my bed today and said, pray for Joy. I'm so, so thankful for the prayers of my grandparents. It was a time in my life when I was faced with Decisions and I was heading in the wrong direction, but for my grandmother's prayers. And so I share with you the story of Deborah today, and my heart is that you would receive what God is saying to you, and that you'll be encouraged, that you'll be obedient, that you'll use your mouth for His glory, you'll be obedient, you'll trust Him, and that if you have the opportunity at this time to have children, that you would train them in the ways of the Lord. And that you'll guard your heart and have a heart for what God has. Ask him, Father, what's in your heart today? And not only that, but you would honour those that have gone before or those that have had a, um, a part in your lives to, to love on you and to bring you up. And that you would encourage those that God has around you. Such a powerful thing to be able to instill courage because we need it today, don't we? And to work on your relationship with the Lord, to remember that He loves you and that you are royalty. God bless you. Can I pray? Father God, I just thank you for your word today. I thank you for the power of the testimony of Deborah and Jael and Barak and these ones, Lord, who were obedient. And Father, through your mighty power, saw victory over the enemy. They fulfilled the roles, the destiny, Lord, that you had for them. Lord, I pray for each and every person here, that you would bless them, that you would help them to stand up like mama bears today. And Lord, to fight for that which is right, to stand in the gap, Lord, to defend and protect the children that you have assigned to them, their families. And I pray, Lord, that most of all, that they will know how greatly they are loved by you. I bless them now in Jesus' name. Amen.